Are you a caregiver? Or do you have a loved one who is aging and you or they might have questions that need to be answered? We have some answers that might help. This is Aging Life Network with Nancy Oriola. Today, you'll hear from experts and others related to the field of aging who will bring you answers, best practices, and tips for helping your loved one navigate this new part of life. Now, here is your host, Nancy Oriola. Hello, this is your host, Nancy. Thank you for joining us today. As I've mentioned before, I developed this show as a way of bringing information relevant to those of you who care for, are concerned about, or work with older adults. As we continue to see 10,000 people turn 65 each and every day, the number of us becoming one of the 43 million friends, spouses, and family members who are caring for an aging loved one becomes more of a possibility. Many of the topics I have shared um, in the past or will be sharing on this show have centered around healthcare matters, social support, legal issues, dementia, and wellness. Today, I want to introduce you to a woman that represents a growing field of professionals who make it their business to know, understand, and become experts in the many topics I have and will be sharing with you. What's important to know is that you are not alone and you don't have to do it all yourself. There are many of you who either believe or want to do it yourself, or you simply can't afford the help of others. And that's in part why this show and the services offered by my website, aginglifenetwork.com, were developed. But many folks simply don't know what professional help is available and in what ways they can be available. Even those of you doing it all yourself, I believe, will find benefit from knowing these professionals are there if you need them, particularly those of you doing it from a distance during this difficult time of COVID. I also have many listeners out there who work with older adults, very often adults without many of the supports you know, that are offered by families or friends. So regardless of your circumstance, understanding the work of the aging life care professional, those unique people who make it their business to understand, and in many instances, really are experts in all of the topics I think are so important to care for the whole adult, I believe it's valuable information. And so this is why I've asked one of my esteemed colleagues, a woman I've known for several years, Liz Barlow, to join me today. Welcome, Liz, and thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule to talk to us. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad you're here. So let me tell you a little about Liz. Liz is currently the president of the board of directors of the National Professional Association, um, the, the National Professional Organization, Aging Life Care Association. I met her many years ago at a national conference when she was running a very large home care and care management company before opening her own firm, Barlow & Associates. Several years ago, I worked with Liz, in fact, as a business coach when I was developing my own care management practice. I have seen her grow in national prominence over the years, and I believe her to be an extraordinary and wonderful representative of the growing profession of aging life care managers. So now, before I ask Liz to tell us more about this unique group of professionals, let's begin with something that's, you know, closer to the listener's thought 
Um, and that is, um, what are some of the significant benefits that this unique group of professionals, aging life professional, can offer those caring for a loved one? Liz, would you like to address that for me? Sure. Thank you, Nancy. Oh, thank you. And again, thank you for having me. I think uh, what I like to tell people is basically any uh, situation when you're dealing with an aged or disabled person, it is so important to have the guidance of an aging life care professional. Uh, you don't know what you don't know. And as you quickly learn, our uh, health care and social service system is convoluted, it's frustrating, it's fragmented. Fragmented. Mm -hmm. It is not customer focused, so it's not patient focused. And so that aging life care professional can help you guide uh, or guide you through that system, um, help you know what are some of the pitfalls, what to avoid, uh, where you should be putting your energy and your time, uh, etc. So we are, you know, presumably we are the experts of aging, whether it is a minor issue or a crisis, uh, we can help provide you some, some guidance and consulting um, to, again, and support uh, to help you get through any given situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And is it simply healthcare related or might there be other areas of significant I, benefit? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yes, I think mm-hmm. um, it's actually, we look at things in a very holistic manner. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, it's a aging life care is uh, a holistic client centered approach to caring mm-hmm. for older adults or those mm-hmm. facing with ongoing health challenges. We work with families and provide answers in a time of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Typically we provide mm-hmm. guidance that leads families to actions and decisions that ensure quality care and an optimal life for those they love. Thus reducing worry, stress, and time off of work for family caregivers. So we really look at things in a holistic way, Nancy. So it's not always just the healthcare, but it certainly can be any aspect of that individual um, during their uh, journey through aging. I'm um, I'm thinking of a case recently in my practice where. Um, elderly husband and wife, second marriage, multiple children on each side, those children have different concerns because they're um, not always, but in this instance, their primary concern was their own parent. And so, you know, father providing care for, for mother, who's very unwell and uh, there may have been hospice involved and um, you know, their concern about his health, his well-being, getting more help in there. And then he became concerned. What if, you know, something happens to me, what will happen? And so the care manager was not only 
managing those multi-concerns, but in fact, within a short period of time after a big meeting among all the parties that the care manager had to facilitate, he died suddenly. And so a whole new wave of issues. So um, are those the types of, um, I mean, is that typical to walk into kind of a complex family situation? Um, You know, I I would say yes and no. I mean, I think because Mm -hmm. I want to get across that we serve all kinds of families. So Yes, Yes. absolutely. We get those that are blended families that, again, to your point, they have different ideas of or or different goals um, given their relationship. And I think what we do as aging life care professionals, just as you illustrated beautifully, is that we often will have family um, meetings and talk with the families. It also, an aging life care professional, allows you to have an objective professional that doesn't have that relationship one way or the other, so that can really be objective in the goals for the couple or for that person, depending on what the situation is, and help families understand. Um, you know, we all, I always use, you know, the, the my mother as an example, um, and years ago she had about with breast cancer and i thought i was going to go in and be the you know i was the aging life care professional i was going to manage everything mm-hmm. and um it was very clear that my emotional mm-hmm. <laughs> tie to my mother clouded everything that i knew as a professional that i i ought to yes. be um because i you know, um, wanted to provide her that emotional support and more than anything else. And so um, I think it is really important to have that objective professional um, that can be helpful in a situation, um, mm-hmm. whether it's a, a medical crisis or, again, you know, um, just typical trying to support someone living alone. Um so if you have a family who, um, well, going back to the, you don't know what you don't know. So, you know, it can be as simple as I want to make sure that um, all of the resources that are available are known to me. Um, but you also may have uh, siblings who disagree with needs and levels of uh, dementia or so. Um, what can the care manager bring to that family? Even even families who, you know, they may have, you know, the daughter may be doing the medical appointments, but there's a, again, as I said, and I don't know, I seem to fall into conflicted <laughs> scenarios, but, um, uh, you know, is there, um, you know, talk about the assessment process and maybe what oh, that sure. can bring to the family. Sure. In terms right, because of- I do, yeah, I do think, um, to your point, again, I think we all look at things differently, right? We, mm-hmm. we see, um, and we see this every day when people call us for services, um, it's typically the, the uh, daughter, um, in most instances, that calls 
they have a particular concern regarding mom. Um, as aging life care professionals, we do go in and we assess the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, again, looking at everything from the health status, uh, their their medical history, medications they're on, the physicians that they're seeing, um, but also their their social history, um, mm-hmm. and you know uh, as well as their current. Um, social opportunities. And of course, we'll get to COVID, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, how well are they functioning right now? Do they have a, mm-hmm. uh, a safety net? Um, are they physically able? Um, so we assess their physical ability uh, as well, cognitive abilities. And we look at all of those things and then formulate some recommendations and some goals. So back to that initial call that we might have received from the daughter who says, you know, I'm only concerned about this for mom. We may determine again as professionals that there are five other things that really are higher priority because if something slips, it's going to become a crisis versus um, that other situation where the daughter might be upset. And again, I'll give you an example. Um, is, you know, uh, having a uh, older adult walk me through their home and show me, um, give me a, a, a little uh, tour of their home, and they may be holding on to furniture as they're walking from room to room to room. That tells me right away that um, they probably need some type of physical therapy. You know, they're in fear of falling. Um, I want to, I certainly want to find out you know, when's the last time they fell? Um, Mm -hmm. Are they able to tell me that? Um, Mm -hmm. Are they telling me the truth? (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, and really, um, uh, again, assess those things. Mm -hmm. And I think even taking a step back from that is, for me, I think one of the most important things to do initially on as an aging life care professional is to build a relationship with Mm -hmm. that person because Mm -hmm. to my point without that relationship um and what that means is just a trusting um relationship where i have the opportunity to understand what their concerns are where are they feeling like um Mm -hmm. what what do they anticipate is going to happen in the future is that a positive thing do they want to change that Um, and really Mm -hmm. understanding um, what what they want. Again, this is somebody who cognitively is able to tell you that. Sure. You're going to walk into situations where they're, they're not able and you have to totally rely on family. Ma- many families hope that, um, I think often the hope is that uh, by sending in a third-party professional that the um, that their loved one may in fact open up in a way that they might not open up to their children. Do you find that to be absolutely the, yeah yeah <laughs> and and I think it's um, not only um, does the parent necessarily want to want to disclose certain things, but the yes. kids also yes. again already have a preconceived notion. Um, yes. Yes. And so sometimes they don't want to hear it. Um, they don't want to hear mom talk about their plans for death and dying. 
They don't want, you know, so. Uh, or sometimes they think because mom has some balance problems that she should immediately be moved. Yeah, yes. To, yeah. A, to a facility, which doesn't necessarily solve the balance uh, fall risk problem, but people often believe it will. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so, it's a, so there's a lot of educating that might go on. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And resource, you know, again, helping them understand what resources are available to help that particular um, concern or mm-hmm. issue uh, to avoid a crisis occurring. And that's, uh, you know, our job as well um, is to, to manage. I always say we, we try to manage the nuances of aging as well, because they don't always have to be big glaring things, but because most of us as aging life care professionals have worked with older adults for many years. We, we can see the little subtleties. We can see the little changes. Well, and you can probably see, um, you know, a physician might say this as well, but you can probably see the trajectory of yes. a potential crisis by the choices that are being made. And Absolutely. so helping to guide people or have them understand if you make this choice, these are the risks uh-huh. involved and um, allowing people, of course, to, you know, if, if they have the capacity to make those their own choices. Right. Um, yeah. They allow them to make them. And again, and I think you're absolutely right. And I, that's a big value that we bring is helping people with um, informed decisions. You know, yes. and it's their decisions, but mm-hmm. we can certainly um, give them the information surrounding that decision. What are the risks? What are the benefits? Uh, what what can you expect? I mean, sometimes it's not even that of a vital decision, but what can you expect? Uh, because nobody's doing that at this point. Uh, right. Right. People, well, don't have the time. Uh, the medical personnel certainly don't have the time to be having a full discussion. And they're not in the home. They're not assessing um, all of the factors um, that need to be considered when you're making a really informed decision mm-hmm. about how you live and and things like that. Absolutely. Okay. Well, um, There's a lot more I want to ask you about, and I have quite a few questions. We'll see how much we get to today, but that is certainly a good start. Um, Perhaps when we come back, we can talk a little bit more about just the general process that that, um, people can expect an aging life care professional to follow if they were to engage them. Okay, so we're going to take a short break. This is Nancy and Liz talking today about aging life care management, and um, we'll see you in about 90 seconds. Thanks. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you overwhelmed and struggling with the next step? Is your family in crisis? Do you need advice or help making a difficult decision for an aging loved one? 
Aging Life Network was developed to connect you with senior care experts and life care professionals who will discuss your unique situation, offer practical step-by-step -step guidance, tell you the questions to ask, and help you understand the maze of options. Their network of life care professionals, available to you through HIPAA-compliant video conferencing and calls, will work with you to create action plans to solve your current and real-time problems. Aging Life Network's online educational center, ALN Academy, offers 24-7 access to the most up-to-date and accurate information for seniors and their families. Through podcast interviews with senior care experts, articles, and live webinars, Aging Life Network shares with you those things you need to know to care for your aging loved one. Check out aginglifenetwork.com today and find the answers you need. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Aging Life Network. If you have a question or comment for Nancy about the show, please send an email to nancy at aginglifenetwork.com. That's nancy at aginglifenetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. I'm here with Liz Barlow, board president for the National Aging Life Care Association and an aging life care manager herself. Um, we were talking about, um, you know, the types of things that um, uh, life care professionals can offer a family in, in the way of benefit. Um, and I was asking if you might you know, if someone were to engage um, a life care professional, is there a process? And, and if they wanted, you know, they might only engage you, one for the assessment piece, but if one were living afar and wanted someone boots on the ground and wanted to actually hire someone, what does that look like? Sure, sure. And I would say that um, at least in my practice, um, that's the vast majority of our clients. Um, and mm -hmm. so, as we discussed previously, uh, the, the initial process is typically an assessment. And again, um, I, I like to tell people, we don't go in with a clipboard and a checklist. We, again, go in building relationship with that person and um, trying to build a trusting relationship while we're gathering information and assessing um, their particular needs. Um, and so once we have a handle on that, we're going to recommend uh, goods and services. Again, we're resource experts in our communities. Mm -hmm. So we typically um, know which agencies we like at a particular moment. Uh, mm -hmm. And I'll say home care is a perfect example of that. Um, it's, you know, it's never an easy process to bring a home care person into a home. Um, and just making sure that you're identifying the right person to um, that will be able to um, provide the support that is needed uh, for your client and would be a good match is piece that we bring to the table uh, as well. And so, um, again, once we um, are able to initiate services and, and assist with that person, then we typically 
Um, and most of our time, I would say, is initially to sort of resolve that initial. Um, we're, we're heavy on the time initially of trying to gather the information and really taking a good thorough look at things, talking to family members, talking to other support systems, friends, anybody that they feel like are important and have information. And, and then once we, you know, uh, bring in services and goods, then we sort of step back a little bit and we monitor the situation. And again, I want to emphasize that while we're doing that, we're, we are, as because of our experience and because of our expertise, we're monitoring those nuances, those subtleties of aging. So that if we see mm -hmm. something um, that we know needs to be addressed now, then we're going to get in front of it rather than allow it to become a crisis. So we're going to tweak the plan um, that we've put in place along the way as a person, as we all do, right? All of our needs change. Um, and so we're going to tweak that plan and uh, make those changes, again, with the, the client's agreement and their family. Um, mm -hmm. But we may visit on, a, I have clients that I see on a weekly basis. I have clients that I see a couple of times a week. I have clients that I see every two weeks or a month. It really depends on what their needs are, um, how well they're supported by others, um, um, a lot of different factors on what determines um, how often I, I visit. That makes sense, yes. And um, are there, um, and how do you keep family engaged or informed? Sure. Um, well, one of, uh, you know, certainly um, for us, we're, we're big email people. So we mm -hmm. um, email families. I'm a big um, communicator. And so we try to communicate with families after a revisit, uh, keep them informed, again, asking them for permission um, if, if that's the appropriate thing uh, mm -hmm. to do. Um, if there's an emergency, I'm going to call. We're able, you know, most of us, uh, not all of us, but most of us, uh, myself included, um, we're available to our clients 24-7. If mm, there is okay. an emergency, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, we are meeting them at the emergency room. Um, we, and I would, again, say most aging life care professionals have some type of online medical records program that they're using yes. to capture the data um, regarding that, that um, client. So I have, you know, most recent lab results. I have their medications. I have any type of uh, medical testing that has been done, uh, advanced directives, so that so um, you can provide that too, because we yeah I did a show on being prepared for a medical emergency and how critical it is right. that when when your loved one hits that ER, the doc I mean what can be most helpful is for the medical team to know as much as they can about Absolutely. your loved one and if you live at a distance you know we gave some suggestions on things they can do but. It can get tricky. Um, Absolutely. And yeah. you throw maybe some dimension there or some. Oh, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Even, right. you know, uh, mild cognitive. Right. Issues. Giving the wrong I information. Mean, oh, God. Yes. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. um, and then mm -hmm. they end up getting 
additional tests that they don't need to have run or that maybe have just been run. Um, So there's all kinds of things that can happen and that you want to try to avoid. I always say nobody should ever go to an emergency room by themselves. Without I mean, you go there because you're compromised, right? You go there because something is happening. And any of us can't. Uh, right. I agree. Be very reliable when we're in pain or, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, whatever the situation might be. So mm-hmm. it's really important. Um, mm-hmm. So we're able to do that as well, again, in that crisis um, situation. But I have clients that live at home here. And of course, I'm in Florida um, mm-hmm. and on the, the, the West Coast, St. Petersburg area of Florida. And Many of our clients' families live elsewhere. Yeah. This generation came sure. here, retired to Florida, sure. and um, they want to remain here. They built lives here. They um, typically are in very supportive neighborhoods. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, it's, you know, uh, very important that um, we stay involved and can communicate with the family. So the families know exactly what's happening. And also to your point, utilize those families um, as, you know, what, what is it they can do from afar? They can manage finances from afar now. Um, you know, they can, they can do a number of different things. Um, yeah, we haven't addressed finances much. I mean, I would think, I know that this is what I do in my practice, but, um, um, you know, because I've been a financial planner, you know, certified for 30 plus years, I hate to admit, um, as well as being a care manager. But um, I would think that you need to understand somewhat uh, what's affordable for people before you start recommending um, services, you know, recommending that someone who needs 24-7 supervision remain in their home, um, you at, need to, at, Yeah, and it's, yeah. you know, uh, $15,000 a month. Uh, well, right. That's here. Right. And, um, and if you're, you know, if they're a veteran, what are the resources and benefits available? And so I would think that's another area that um, care managers uh, familiarize themselves with and absolutely yeah yes um, certainly just try and stay on top of benefits um, mm-hmm. and part of our job is to be as cost effective for our clients as possible so to mm-hmm. your point mm-hmm. um, is you know once we assess and identify those needs is understanding what those finances you know that's right. going to help us be able to offer them choices because yes. just as, you know, a person, I always say, well, you know, some people can afford a Mercedes, some people can afford, you know, a Honda, mm-hmm. um, you know, that we all have have choices to make within our lives. Yeah, and live within life. our means. Yes. So, um, because you mentioned you're in Florida, I would imagine that COVID is a big Part of the reality, um, I'm just going to take a little left turn here, that COVID is a, a big reality of your practice these days. Um, yeah. So what kind of challenges are you seeing and what kind of solutions are you able to, you know, sure. what are you bringing to families for suggestions? 
Right. Well, certainly, yes. Um, we are seeing, you know, obviously we're, uh, it just doesn't seem to want to go away and it doesn't sound like it is. So mm-hmm. it is, um, it has been a challenge uh, to say the least. Mm-hmm. And again, going back to the um, aging life care um, association and professionals, the one yes. uh, fantastic thing that we did right from the get go um, so, you know, starting in, you know, late February, early March, um, when it became apparent and really Washington State, as you remember, yes. had that huge outbreak in a skilled nursing facility there, mm-hmm. um, we sort of mobilized ourselves, our, our members, and started providing um, open forums to have discussions about, you know, best practices and what could we do. Um, to help families and to help our clients um, Mm -hmm. given the situation. So we were able to learn from each other, from the folks in Washington state that got hit first, you know, what were, what were their successes and what were their challenges? Mm -hmm. Uh, What would they have done differently? So that when it did come to Florida, which was, you know, a couple months later, six weeks later, we were more prepared um, for, you know, what to look for. So Good. we certainly tried to immediately, um, I would say at the initially, again, just speaking in general terms is that for many of us aging life care professionals, uh, we have many clients that are in facilities that, that are living in a independent assisted living or um, skilled nursing facilities. And um, so we were quickly closed out of those buildings um, to protect those residents. But even prior to that, we were able to identify sort of and make sure that we had, um, you know, uh, cell numbers of professionals within um, staff members within those facilities so that we could get the information. Because again, if you have a building of 200 people, and everybody, all the resident families are calling that front desk, we were able to get information, you know, on the side without interrupting their um, ability to take care of their, uh, their residents. We certainly attempted to get um, video, you know, whether it was iPads or um, cell phones set up for video chats, uh, recommended uh, Echoes. Um, Amazon Echo seems to be one that's very popular right now. There's lots of products out there that provide a video um, call so that you can see your loved one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, you know, um, certainly mobilized and, and tried to be able to stay on top um, of that facility and that person um, as best we could. In the homes, we certainly, um, and again, you know, we're doing everything we can to protect ourselves. Let me just say that in advance that mm-hmm. um, that we're minimizing contact um, mm-hmm. with others and really uh, trying to keep ourselves safe so that we're not um, passing along anything. But in the, mm-hmm. the homes, um, you know, whether it was helping somebody set up uh, grocery delivery or helping them ourselves mm-hmm. again to your point of mm-hmm. back to the family that some of our clients mm-hmm. that was the family's job 
they could do and they that way they're part of and contributing to mom um mm-hmm. we were able to do you know video calls um set up telehealth appointments for doctor appointments yes appropriate and, mm-hmm. and necessary and participate um, on, on yes. those appointments and be yeah. able to participate absolutely yeah um, so that the docs are kept informed as to what's happening right um, you know uh, we, um, yeah, we also um, called all the home care agencies and pressed them for written protocols um, that they were following to make sure that they were, um, you know, taking care to have their caregivers acting appropriately, giving them masks, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, we, you know, everything from... Yeah, I couldn't agree more because, again, it's easy um, if if a person has 24-hour care. You know, mm-hmm. we were trying, we were talking with agencies about do they have caregivers that will work um, for two or three mm-hmm. days at a time mm-hmm. to minimize how many people were coming and going. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What PPE was necessary? Mm-hmm. Uh, I had yeah. some families that were requiring the caregiver to come in and change clothing and put on some scrubs when they arrived at the home. Um, and uh, so that, you know, again, mm-hmm. wash their hands, take their, all of those. Yeah. I heard some care managers initially, um, you know, people are getting a little more comfortable as they understand things going into mm-hmm. people's right. homes. Certainly we still, for the most part, can't go into facilities, but um in most places, but I, I did hear of some care managers getting very creative and um, doing assessments virtually, yes. having the yeah. daughter, you know, um, live and ha- watching mm-hmm. mom walk down the hall, as you said, and and, uh, yes. and doing that. So yes, yeah. yeah. So it's it is it's been a um, challenge at best, and we mm-hmm. are in again here in Florida. We are just starting to get back into facilities. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and the, you know, the frustrating thing and the thing that adds to this is every facility does something different. Um, so Correct. they interpret things differently. The rules um, yes. from the state and from the federal government, uh, they interpret those um, very, you know, differently than each other. So some facilities are requiring us to have uh, COVID negative COVID tests every two weeks. Others mm-hmm. aren't requiring that. Some are letting mm-hmm. us in the building. Some are still requiring outside visits. Again, I'm thank God I'm in Florida and our weather um, allow for the outside allow visits. for the outside mm-hmm. visits. Yes. And, um, yeah. So it's almost we need a spreadsheet on just the the facilities right. what their guidelines are. Which Correct. is another issue for families who are having to all of a sudden make the decision of moving a loved one. Yeah, yeah, no, we're they, they, right. There are um, there are some uh, families who are bringing mom home, and um, yeah, I did a show on that early on about mm-hmm. COVID and um, those decisions and what to expect if you're right. bringing your loved one into your home, but. Um, Well, um, sorry to say we need to take another break, Um, but I, um, when, when we come back, 
You know, I just want to talk a little bit more about who these people are. What what are the backgrounds of these professionals that were sort of that families are handing their loved ones over to? So um, we will speak about that, and uh, we'll have Liz back. Um, for those of you um, interested in resources, um, you can go to the Aging Life Care Association. We'll talk a little bit about them before the end of the show, or and you can go to aginglifenetwork.com. So we'll be right back. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Are you overwhelmed and struggling with the next step? Is your family in crisis? Do you need advice or help making a difficult decision for an aging loved one? Aging Life Network was developed to connect you with senior care experts and life care professionals who will discuss your unique situation offer practical step-by-step guidance, tell you the questions to ask, and help you understand the maze of options. Their network of life care professionals, available to you through HIPAA-compliant video conferencing and calls, will work with you to create action plans to solve your current and real-time problems. Aging Life Network's online educational center, ALN Academy, offers 24-7 access to the most up-to-date and accurate information for seniors and their families. Through podcast interviews with senior care experts, articles, and live webinars, Aging Life Network shares with you those things you need to know to care for your aging loved one. Check out aginglifenetwork.com today and find the answers you need. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Aging Life Network. If you have a question or comment for Nancy about the show, please send an email to nancy at aginglifenetwork.com. That's nancy at aginglifenetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, thanks for continuing with me here. Um, you know, the reason I want to talk about who, you know, who are these professionals, I um, obviously, uh, for this show and in my practice, I do a lot of research about what's out there. And although I've always been a proponent of, you know, the more the merrier, you know, we all need uh, resources. I've always believed that all of us are, um, you know, it's great that people are helping in all the many ways they do. Um, I, I think it's important when we start talking about uh, people consulting, uh, people um, getting advice that, that you have, um, that you know you're turning to someone who has professional um, credentialing, uh, standards of practice, codes of ethics. You know, I wouldn't want to go to a, to a doctor that, um, you know, didn't graduate from medical school, for example. Right. <laughs> um, and so, you know, if, if I'm going to say, you know, here's my 
my, if I'm a senior, because many seniors hire care managers these days directly, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, uh, especially, you know, young seniors, boomers that are living with chronic issues. Um, but, or they um, just want a plan. <laughs> or just want a plan or, you know, right, who just want to understand the different informed, you know, want to be make informed choices. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, if I'm going to hand myself over or I'm going to hand my family and my mother over to you, <laughs> um, I want to know not not just who you are and get a reference or whatever. And very often, you know, I'm trying to find somebody in a different city and state um, and I don't have any way to get information. Um, so, you know, as the, as the president of this board of this large, you know, this good sized member organization, who are these people? Where is this profession going? Where are they coming from? How can I count on, you know, we keep calling it Aging Life Care Association. The acronym we also use is ALCA. So let's just shift there. Okay. We're, if we're going to talk about them a lot, it's a mouthful. Sure. So, you know, what is ALCA doing to, um, to really build and create um, a really strong professional um, group for families to rely on? Absolutely. So, um, I will, I'll use the, the long name just to tell you the website, and that sure. is aginglifecare.org. Mm-hmm. And um, that is our, again, as Nancy just said, our National Association's website. And the association, um, certainly to your point, we have to, as members, um, we have to have a particular amount of hours that we work in the field. We have to um, have, um, we do have to have references when we initially become members. Um, we have a standard of practice and pledge of ethics that we have to adhere to as members. Um, and another, um, and, and so members' backgrounds, and then we'll sort of get on to, to certification, but most members' backgrounds um, typically are uh, social work, nursing, gerontology, psychology, um, certainly physical therapy um, mm-hmm. that have, again, spent time not only be doing physical therapy, but learning about the other resources and uh, the, the eight knowledge areas that we can talk about that, that mm-hmm. um, we have some expertise in as well. Um, so we have to prove that we've been working in the field for many years, um, that we have a relatable um, degree mm-hmm. um, uh, within um, also, uh, again, working with older adults and their families. And um, oftentimes, um, in, in most instances, we also um, will become um, certified. And the Aging Life Care Association accepts four certifications, but I'm going to talk about one, which is um, NACM's certification and it's care manager certified. NACM, that acronym is National Association of Certified Care Managers. Care managers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that's NACM.net mm-hmm. is um, their website. 
But what we have to do then, again, is uh, provide um, written information that we, you know, have been in the field and recommendations, but also pass a national exam um, demonstrating our expertise. And so that totally sets us apart from other people because it's a little frustrating. Um, We've sort of rebranded as aging life care professionals. It used to just be care manager or geriatric um, care manager. Or geriatric care manager. Right. And you will hear those terms used by various disciplines um, out there. So, mm-hmm. you know, you want to see if, um, if that person is certified. If that person is certified, you at least know that they have the expertise. They've passed that national exam. Uh, etc. Right. And that national certifying body has been around quite a long time. Um, They historically, I think, certified nurses. Is that Mm -hmm. correct? And then they, um, they began to allow for other, other disciplines to come in and get this certification as a care manager. So they've been around a while and they, they are sort of a regulatory, if you will, body. You you relicense with them, or re, you, yeah, you pay a fee keep and your, do yeah, you have to keep your certification and do continuing it right. Exactly. You have to continuing keep it active and do continuing it credits and, and you know, and like any like many other professionals, right? Um, yeah, and that is and that's what you know, um, Aging Life Care Association is you know the gold standard because. Our members, you know, certainly um, strive to become certified mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, and most importantly, we are providing that education, um, those, those continuing educational hours to help us make sure that we're staying on top of um, the things that are affecting our clients, whether it's um, Alzheimer's disease or um, dementias or Parkinson's disease or um, uh, beware frauds, you know, um, yes. uh, being taken advantage of. What are the, the, the most recent um, scams that are going on? Um, right. Well, it's a, it's a multidisciplinary um, um, professional designation yes. right. uh, and profession, uh, mm-hmm. much like um, – you know, I was telling you over the break that, you know, I was certified as a financial planner before I went to graduate school for social work. And um, so I was, I spent 10 years as a financial advisor in that world at a time when people didn't know what a CFP was. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's much more familiar now. And, um, but it's very similar to that because a CFP is a generalist. They understand, you know, insurance, retirement, estate planning, you know, all different kinds of areas and disciplines. Yep. And care management is the same thing. Exactly. We, we, a- yeah, we look at healthcare, legal issues. I mean, you you understand what a power of attorney is and why it's important to have it. Um, healthcare, finances, benefits crisis mm-hmm. management. Yeah. It's, absolutely. It's a, and it, that's a great comparison because you're absolutely right. Um, and one of the things that aging uh, life care professionals and the association has done is, is, is focused on sort of eight knowledge areas that we are experts mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, those being legal advocacy, 
um, local resources, family, housing, mm-hmm. financial, health and disability, mm-hmm. crisis intervention, mm-hmm. and legal. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean we're practicing as an attorney, no. but it means that we know enough information of when we need to get our client to an attorney right. Um, right. and which type of attorney um, that they certainly need. And again, that we have relationships and resources for reputable people um, in our communities. Right. We're interacting. So you're interacting daily with um, with local attorneys, um, uh, trust officers, health, you know, primary care physicians, exactly. uh, financial advisors yeah. you probably yeah. interact with. And so um, you have that sort of core group of people to refer to. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I always say if, if we don't have the, if we don't know someone um, who has yes. that expertise, we know someone who does, who knows someone. Um, so, right. you know, yeah. And even in the home care, I mean, there are uh, care management, a lot, you know, a fair number of care management agencies that also have a coexisting home care component. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, um, but still, you're, you're working with uh, hospices, home health. Right. And again, we, when we say that we have relationships, they're not formal relationships. Right. There's not. That is right. That's one of our standards is we don't get kickbacks. Any, anything that we're able to negotiate on behalf of our client, that, that um, benefit or that um, discount goes directly Mm -hmm. to the client. um, Right. So, you know, we, we certainly want to, to generate those relationships with other reputable companies. Um, but again, they're not formal to where we're getting. Any right. Well, and, and so before we, we've only got a few minutes left, but before we go, like those private professionals, I mean, we are a fee for service profession at this point. There is no, um, you know, insurance isn't paying our costs. Um, Medicare isn't paying our costs. Um, You know, there, there may be a day and time where there might be some benefits um, through long-term care or Medicare or something. Right. Some some long-term care policies um, provide for us pay for our services or at least a little bit but a little bit (laughs) yes the beauty of that i mean you know obviously it's it is it's a fee-for-service um service um yes but the beauty of that again is that we're objective and that we can you know well and we don't have those guidelines we can think out of the box in order to help our clients. Well, and how many times, I mean, of course it has to be affordable for families, but I've, how many times have I spoken to someone that says, God, I wish I had known about you right. or your profession before I moved dad seven times exactly. in a year with all of his, you know, health conditions. Right. And so um, I think bringing, um, you know, guidance and advocacy and direction to a family. I mean, what is the, you know, it's, you know, 
it, yeah. it, it has a lot of value. Yeah. So we're going to need to go. They're telling me to stop. But um, I, I could talk for a long time. And I appreciate, Liz, you being here. It's great to see you. Our listeners can't see you, but I get to see you. <laughs> and um, um, thank you all for joining us. Um, you can um, tell your friends. Um, they can listen on demand to this show after it's live, go to aginglifenetwork.com, go to the ALN podcast button and you can hear this. Um, Liz, you have a great day and um, stay safe down there. Thank you. You as well, Nancy. And again, aginglifecare.org. Good job. Thank Thank you. you. Take care. Bye. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in this week to Aging Life Network. Please join host Nancy Oriola for another edition of the program next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We can't wait to talk again.